0: and bottled by Bayer bear River. Wow. I don't even know what i are gonna roll. A lot of
1: Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well that's pretty much it. So uh let's go! Mm-hmm. So what's your name?
0: welcome to
2: asinine
0: radio episode 160. This is a big episode, because every episode's a big episode of Asinine Radio. True. But this week, we're getting into probably the most influential album we have ever done. Meaning this will be the most influential no. podcast episode you'll ever hear. And today, we are doing the Black Sabbath album, Paranoid. But before we do that, we have our Fearless Beer review, our Songs of the Week, the Album of the Week. We're going we're to round out the show with some new music and other happenings in the music world. If you want to skip around, there are... Timestamps in the description below Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes Go follow us on social media At Asinine Radio Or just send us an email AsinineRadio at gmail.com Or you can just give out our personal phone numbers And then you can give us a call Because that's always a good idea uh, My number is 714 And that's 905. it 905 so, Is
3: 5555
0: five five five. Yep <coughs> So let's just get into our fearless beer review I got a tickle in my throat Oh, I lost my lunchbox.
1: he must be my backup. What do you got? So, I uh, I have a bunch of these other beers, but I didn't want to drink them right now because I'm not in the mood for stouts right now, especially like an 11% one. So, yeah, I went for my backup here, and my backup is a Bear Republic Racer 5 IPA.
0: It's a solid IPA. Not the best, not nearly the best, but mm, it's I solid. think it might be the
1: best, yeah. Listening. I, uh, I'm just reading online here on this website for facts And it says, uh, yeah, Razor 5 is the best That's true
0: <laughs> You're such an idiot <laughs> Oh, God Okay, <coughs> dude, I got something in my throat Okay,
1: I guess I can keep going So, uh, yeah, go, Razor please. 5 is from Bear Republic That's a uh, brewery in California Specifically Cloverdale Wherever the fuck Cloverdale is
0: <laughs> I don't know, it sounds familiar though
1: <laughs> That sounds like Clo- Cloverfield yeah. I guess it's over up by Frisco, Sonoma
0: County. Okay.
1: So, yeah, it's Cloverdale. Whatever the fuck that is again. But um, it was established in 95, and Racer 5 is like their flagship beer. They have other beers. The only other one I've heard of is
0: the Hop Rod Rye. They also oh, yeah. I've, I've had that one too. But they also have a Czech
1: style Pilsner. It's catching my eye now.
0: Ooh, you should have got that, man. What's wrong with you? I didn't see What's wrong see with you? It. What's wrong with you? But, um,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else you want. Is for that me, it? I guess. Seven and a half percent.
3: Okay. So
0: still pretty high. Oof, mine's, uh, mine's kind of a powerful one, too. Uh, I got a, uh, I think I've had something from this brewery before, and I absolutely butchered the name. Uh, but this beer is called. Corbinian, it's from the brewery Weiher Stefaner. Mm. when we- Stefaner, Stefaner, It's a dunkels stark dunkels. beer. It's a Doppelbach. It's from uh, Germany, obviously, because my German accent is pretty spot on. Brewed and bottled by Bayerisch Stadtbier Wow. I don't even know what I. It's, there's there's a lot of German here. Uh, It's 7.4 ABV brewed under the purity law of 1516. That's what it says on here. Store dark and keep cool at 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Or no, 46 to 52 degrees Fahrenheit. This beer contains one pint and 0.9 fluid ounces. So there you go.
1: How much is a pint? That's what I got. 18. It is?
0: I think so. No, no, it's 16. Yeah, 16, you're right. It's fucking gay. Fucking gay. All right, you ready to open this? Because I'm kind of not looking forward to this one now.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Okay, here we go. I'm pouring mine now.
1: Mine smells oh, delicious. God. It says, keep cold, respect life, don't D&D. Real ale is alive. Yeast is good. Serve at 45 to 50 degrees.
0: Well, Jeff, this is a dark one. This mm. is a dark one for me. I forgot the Doppelbox are kind of thicker, more s- not stouty, but
1: oh syrupy. Like, it, it ca- I, I don't. Like, I, I personally don't like them that much.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a Newcastle. Yeah. Look wise, it looks like a Newcastle. Kind of smells like a Newcastle too.
1: Like a new asshole.
0: A new asshole. All right, you got your pour. or are you drinking straight out of the bottle like a man? Straight like out of the like bottle, an maybe. it down, down my throat. Animal. All right. Get Slurping,
1: gurping. hmm Okay. Oh, that's good stuff. That's a good squishy right there. Not bad. You like it?
0: Yeah. It's not stouty at all. Oh, huh, okay. Stouty and pouty. That's really not that bad. It's it Actually, it's a little bit acidic, but but in a weird way. I don't know. Not in a bad way. Okay. I don't know. Not bad. Pretty good. PG, pretty good.
1: I think the first time I remember having Racer 5 was at uh, California Adventures at Disneyland.
0: The first time, really?
1: I Yeah, I think so.
0: I feel like we used to party with it all the time. I don't know. Maybe not.
1: And We had passes before we were 21, though. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really drink beer until after we were 21. That's correct. It was mostly just 99 oranges correct unfortunately yes it may be possible that the first time i had this beer was in fact at california adventures
3: okay okay okay
1: it's possible you never know
0: yeah you know that's true you don't know um (laughs) so what would you rate your beer um
1: this is easy 2.5 to 2.7
0: wow almost a perfect beer yeah
1: no it's solid I. every time i say i hate ipas and I drink this. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is good. I like this. It's delicious."
0: Racer Five's always been kind of like my least favorite out of the IPAs. Makes it's not sense, bad. I mean, it's just there's so many other beers you just
1: don't like. It's popular. You don't like it. That's fine.
0: Well, except in this case. Yeah. I'm right. I'm absolutely right. Oh yeah. Sure. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna give my beer a solid too. It's good. I was very nervous pouring it. Would you be called it? again? It's called uh, uh, Corbinian. Why? Stefaner? Are you looking it up?
1: I was going to, but then that name, I'm not even gonna try and it's, type that it's
0: out. It's it's Because I wanted to hear you try to pronounce it.
1: Say it spell it again. K O R
0: B I N I A N.
1: Corbinian.
0: Just type Corbinian beer. It comes up.
1: Okay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: There's a lot going on, huh? That's a lot of letters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, my my lips open to like say the word. Was, there was a lot of letters in there. <laughs> it, was, it was
0: like true shock. <laughs> that, that was a real reaction from you. Wow. That was really Dang.
1: good. I don't even know how we even start. Like, why Heinz <laughs> Stefano. I think it's...
0: I think it's just, it's Wine Stefaner. Or, or Wayne, Wayne v, or like Wayne Stefaner Wine Stefaner Yeah. It's W-E-I-H-E-N-S-T-E-P-H-A-N-E-R. <laughs> so that's, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All that's right. a tough one. I anyway. Like yeah.
1: I'll give you that one. I'll give you that
0: one. <laughs> I'll give it, I, I give this, and I give this beer too. two, a solid two. It's not bad. i come back, I'd come back to it. If I wanted a doppelbach, I'd go back yeah. to it. It's cheap, three fifty for this. Not bad, not bad at all. You're not bad at all. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: check in my revive. Uh,
0: don't you? You probably already checked that one in. Uh. Uh-uh. Dude, these goddamn fucking nail guns! I swear to God.
1: <laughs> I can still hear him. It's so annoying. How many fucking
0: roofs are they putting up in one day? And they've been at it since seven a.m. Fucking woke me up. Okay, that's it for our Fearless Beer Review. Let's move on to our songs of the week and who wants to go first here. Jeff, take it away.
1: Take it away as in I'm going to choose who goes first or take it away, I'm going first now?
0: You know, now you just have to go first.
1: Okay. You so, volunteered uh, yourself.
0: This, this past week
1: on Monday, we tried out this new Mexican restaurant or kind of like a little... Oh, it was a restaurant. It's got a bar in there. But uh, they were playing a bunch of band of music and it kind of like got me in the mood for Banda this week. And so then I just put on like a random Banda playlist and my pit came on this playlist and I fell in love with it. And this group is amazing. But they're called Super Grupo Colombia. 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 Super Grupo Colombia. Colombia. song in particular is Cumbia Campi Rana. Okay. Here it is. <laughs>
0: Grupo, Grupo, Colombia. Cumbia. How do you pronounce that second word? Cumbia. Uh, Campirana. Fuck, I don't even fucking know. Campirana. My Spanish is top notch. (coughs) Yeah, it's good. Uh, I I, um, I just can't get into the, what is it, banda style? Yeah. I just can't get into it, man. God, I really, so, I so some of the shit is it. so
1: fucking good.
0: I mean, this was better than oh. most I've heard because I don't know. Once the the I, it's the vocals that really turn me off, but the instruments you, are, are are okay, good. But do you not like, like that, the I, slow
1: banda style or the fast one they're always like yeah woo?
0: That's like, that's more shit. fun and exciting. Okay, this stuff is just kind of like nah, it's just not my thing. It's just not my style. Like all week, I've been listening to banda music. Dude, you're really reaching for your heritage right here.
1: I mean, I've always liked banda music. I think. Are it's you gonna get the pointy-toed shoes too? No, <laughs> <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> but I couldn't find much info on this on this group. I'm assuming that it's like a Colombian supergroup. Mm-hmm.
0: I would assume so
1: made of above made up of a bunch of other different banda groups but even then like i couldn't find like anything on it even reviews from people that bought albums on amazon or discogs or anything like nobody wrote a review about who the band was or like where they came from or anything
0: do do they have other albums
1: yeah they have a couple other albums Hmm, okay and then um so like the name itself the cumbia the cumbia part, I think that's like a like a dance style in Colombia. Colombia, and then the, the the campirana is, I think that, I, I think that whole thing loosely translates as like goofy Colombian dance. <laughs> that's cool. And so like that's why the song is kind of like goofy and silly. Yeah. So I, I I I love that. I think this song is phenomenal. I think this group is really cool stuff. If you like this, you should check out their other stuff because it's really good.
0: Do the other songs have vocals on?
1: Some of them do. Yeah, one song. They did, it was like a normal one, and then they redid it with like a child female voice. Okay. And after like, for the first like 20 seconds she was singing, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then it immediately got super fucking annoying. <laughs> I couldn't do kids are annoying. Oh my God, they're so annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this song was amazing.
0: Okay, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's good for, as far as I know, for this style of music, but it's just not my thing, man. not for me missing out so jeff didn't really keep his pick in theme with black sabbath um so i didn't keep it in theme with black sabbath either but i did keep it in theme with his music Mm. so did you make that connection
1: what just the fact that omar named himself el grupo nuevo de omar
0: that's the only connection baby yeah
1: because the music is nothing like mine
0: no, it's it's completely not at all.
1: And I was like super excited, I was like holy shit! <laughs> finally,
0: fucking Omar does something different that's
1: not like what everything else Omar does, and maybe he'll make some cool uh, fucking banda music. Oh man,
0: nope. I'm surprised he hasn't come out with with uh, with an album like that.
1: Right? That's something that's that really he should, surprising. That him and Cedric should be doing.
0: Yeah, or like salsa music or something. I mean, they have like salsa influence, but straight up salsa music or banda music, they. Yeah, they they don't touch on that.
1: That's very bizarre.
0: Yeah, it is weird. I mean, they could probably make, you know, big money on that. That's a big market. So
1: whatever though. Maybe these hate it.
0: No, because Omar has come out and said that, like, he grew up on that music and he loves the the whole culture and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but maybe he I just know. doesn't want to do it since he's been listening to his whole fucking life. True. All right. Well, this uh, this is um, fuck. What are, what are they called again?
1: El Grupo El Grupo Nuevo de Omar Rodriguez Lopez Gonzalez
0: Ayala Yeah and this is the song uh, Cryptomnasia If it'll play Here we go There it is. El Grupo Nuevo de Omar Rodriguez Lopez. (laughs) And the song, "Cryptomnesia." Great song. Good stuff. You didn't like it at all, huh?
1: Uh, I thought it was okay.
0: Nah. Did you listen to this whole album at all? No. This is supposed to be a Mars Volta album, um, but he had a couple other people who weren't in the band perform on this record, so he decided to release it as a solo record, which is cool. It's pretty cool. I guess. I like that. I like that. He, I like that he used to do that. You know, just like stuff that just kind of didn't fit in with the Mars Volta. He would just release as a solo record, even if all the songs had Cedric on it or whatever. You know, it was his own thing. I think that's it's respectable.
1: I like that he's pretty much followed the same kind of uh, eclectic formula. Never really done anything else.
0: But see, he has. Have that's you heard his acoustic record? have you heard of his acoustic record is it weird and um... no 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 i mean it it was with his ex-girlfriend and she she's like a really really famous mexican singer like she's very famous and uh and she did all the vocals and then he played all acoustic guitar and i forgot who played the acoustic bass but but yeah i know it's 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 the whole record is just straightforward like acoustic acoustic music you know but she sings she she sings mostly in spanish but it's actually really, really good. Okay. But you might actually like it. But it's All it's a pretty right. big departure. It's a pretty big departure from what you just heard.
1: Because everything I've heard, Omar done, that is that he has done sounds like something he would have done in the Mars Volta.
0: Well, I'll send you. I'll send you the YouTube link to that album because it's not on Spotify or any streaming sites. Like most of his records aren't, especially his good records. But anyway. Anyway, let's move on to our album of the week because we got a lot to talk about here. So now we can get into our album of the week. And this is probably the most influential album we have done on the pod. And like I said earlier, this is going to be probably the most influential podcast episode of all time. Whoa. Because today we are doing the Black Sabbath album, Paranoid. sabbath originally formed in 1968 under a different name but eventually changed their name in 1969 to black sabbath they are from birmingham england and they were formed by ozzy osbourne on vocals geezer butler on bass tony iomi on guitar and bill ward on drums they currently have 19 albums one ep six live albums 12 compilations and have sold over 70 million copies worldwide the, do- the album we're doing today is their second album. It's called Paranoid, and it was released September 18th, 1970, and it features the classic lineup of the band, like I just explained above. It's <laughs> also one of their best-selling albums with many, many millions sold worldwide. So there you have it, Black Sabbath and their album Paranoid. Let's get into it. Ooh. What do we got? Bangers? Stinkers? <coughs> well, Let's get into don't it.
1: forget that we also did Sgt. Pepper's. On the pod, yes, okay.
0: I actually did forget about that. Yeah, I I, I
1: was just throwing it out there (laughs) because this is one of the most influential albums, but I don't think it's the most influential.
0: You're, you're, I stand corrected. I actually forgot we did that, that Beatles album. Just throw it it out there for the listener
1: if he wants to go back and listen.
0: can't believe i forgot about that we did that i I was thinking today like okay we did some big ones like bob Marley. we did michael jackson yeah we did some big big heavy hitters but nothing as influential right as this one but there you go so do you what do you okay so you you never really been into black sabbath this is more of my pick this week so i want to know what are your bangers are there any stinkers is it a perfect album for you
1: a lot of questions there. so what do
0: you got so you you can leave the perfect album till the end.
1: I have never been into Black Sabbath that much other than the big songs that kind of everybody knows. Uh in choosing the album of the week, I think I leaned more towards this album because I knew at least half of these songs pretty damn well. And upon listening to it again, I know I had heard I remember and I knew all of them except for the last two, except for Rat Salad and um, what was it
0: like Fairy, fairies wear boots yeah why are they called jack or jack the, the stripper yeah. so the they when it was released in the u.s they were they kind of like kind of split the songs up a little bit so like the beginning part of that song the u.s version calls it jack the stripper but this the the latter or most of the rest of the song is called fairies wear boots yeah. so like the instrumental part is jack the stripper and the rest is that
1: just because they're so long that we didn't know what to do with them in america
0: that's pretty much that's what it what that's what it sounds like to me at the time
1: it makes sense so yeah um <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to sell it. got to sell it to the masses that's
1: true but um yeah i never i never really dove into black sabbath all that much i don't i don't know why it's i mean everything i've heard of them i i think is really fucking cool i just i just never did i don't know I, I don't know what to tell you but uh, as far as like, stinkers on this album I think there are mm-hmm. one, two, three. zero stinkers. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a
0: bitch. You
1: motherfucker. There are you definitely zero stinkers on this album. There are zero filler songs on this album. There's only one part in this album that kind of eh, kind of irritates me a little bit. We'll get into it a little bit later. But other than okay. that, dude, this was fucking good. And then I, re- I went back and right? listened to their first album, and then this one, and then the next album. And damn, that first album was so good.
0: That dude, I wanted to do the first album. I don't know. I I, I only, know. I, I I only know. conceded. I only conceded because you said you knew more off this. I so. don't know. Because their first album was my favorite of theirs, but but no. But, okay, so Paranoid, yeah. So this, I would have to say. I mean, the two biggest Black Sabbath songs are on this record, that being Paranoid and Iron Man. Um, but I mean, the I th- I to me maybe it's because. They, those songs have been played I've heard those songs so many times growing up that I don't like them as much but I, they're just better songs on this record so I mean like I said this was my pick uh, I wanted to do Sabbath because we've never surprisingly have never done it uh, my whole thing with Sabbath was I got into them like in eighth grade my cousin gave me the the best of Black Sabbath it was only like 10 songs of the Aussie era I loved it I loved it I, I listened to it all through high school and then right after right after you and I graduated high school, I went to Ozfest uh, that July, and Black Sabbath were headlining Ozfest. But and was and it was the original lineup of, of Black Sabbath, and that show just like blew my fucking mind. I actually the the next day I went onto Amazon and I bought all the Ozzy era CD Black Sabbath CDs that day. Spent like I think it was like something like seventy bucks on Black Sabbath CDs, and I got them and I just. And listen to them constantly for years. I think Black Sabbath are just they're so influential and you listen to a Black Sabbath song or an album and you're like okay th- this band took this from this album and just it's insane. It's
1: really it's really interesting to think that just these four dudes can make so much noise and be yeah. so fucking weird and so strange. Know, right?
0: And they and I think it was more, yeah, it was on this album as well, but a lot of their albums, or especially their earlier albums, they used to write their songs while playing live. So they would improvise songs while they were playing, and those improv improv sessions would turn into actual songs, which is so cool. And you know another band who does that a lot is Mars Volta, or they used to. So just throwing that out there. That's one influence right there influenced by the Sabbath. Yeah, but Mars Boulder
1: can get kinda of boring sometimes.
0: <laughs> You're so dumb. I'm just saying. Anyway. Anyway. So, what do you we 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 do have quite a bit to talk about. What is uh what's your favorite? What's the biggest banger for you?
1: Um it's it's weird because Iron Man never really gets old for me. And every time I hear it, I I just it gets me in the mood. Like I I love the Iron Man. I love the song Iron Man so much. I think it's a perfect song. I think it's amazing. Paranoid, on the other hand, I get kind of tired of, and I don't, I don't know why. Is it just because
0: like the the chugging, the chugging of it? It's, it's
1: it's strange because Iron Man is kind of a boring song. He's just kind of it's very repetitive until about the end, and then it really picks up and becomes like a really fucking cool song, and it's kind of just Ozzy whining. But I yeah. think it's just that riff is is one of the coolest riffs that has ever been
0: riffed. I hey man, I agree. That's why everyone learns it when they first play guitar. You and I both know it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was literally one of the first riffs I ever learned on guitar. And then, unfortunately, because of that, everybody fucking plays it whenever they pick up a guitar. <laughs> and I make it a point never to play it whenever I pick up a guitar because I don't want to be that guy.
1: Not like a, not not in a guitar centered atmosphere. You yeah, or like
0: it. in a social or like in a social setting. No, I would never. Yeah, that's just I like agree. gross
1: but yeah let's let's but, just uh i guess we could just do you want to just talk about iron man then right now since yeah on, let's on get it
0: yeah since yeah since we're already into it let's let's get more into iron man i mean the riff iconic um the rhythm section fucking solid okay so that's like that's what thing, i love too. so much about sabbath
1: so like when i listened to this album you had said that I'll either love or hate butler's bass playing right yeah, like I'm either gonna like it or, or fucking think it's horrible or boring or whatever. And so I really try to listen to this album in parts to where, besides Ozzy, I'm gonna really listen to to Yomi's or Butler or Ward through each listen, and like mm-hmm. every single person like just really fucking slays it on here. But the person right? that they I love the it. most, like my favorite part, is easily Bill Ward's drumming. Like I love is it really just constantly on the toms. I just I I appreciate it and I fucking love it so good
0: okay i see i didn't i thought for sure you'd go with iomi or butler that's what i didn't i bill ward that's a def that you definitely threw a wrench into it all
1: and and like just the perfect sound that he has on his drums and then iron man specifically that that kick sound in the intro when it's just him and it's okay so even backtracking a little further is there like a weird asmr lip sound in the beginning of this song it's like like one of those things
0: there might be. I'm I, not I don't hearing know. Things.
1: <laughs> Dude, I swear it's in there, or it just might be some sort of weird feedback. It's, it sounds like somebody's like licking their lip to get ready to sing, but it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I to it. It could be that. I, I don't know. I like really don't know. The more I listened know. to it, the more it sounded like what I'm trying to explain. But whatever. But yeah, that, that kick sound in the very beginning—it's just like a perfect sound.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to to kick into a song for sure and also with iron man the like when it comes to the the composition of it the um the the opening vocals where he says i am iron man i never knew how like i never thought about actually going and figuring out how he recorded that part but all he did was talk through a fan yeah, like he just weird. stood in front of a metal fan and just talked through it and said i am i am iron man and that was it it's like it's so simple it's so stupid but it it works. It's effective. It's well, it's crazy. It's probably
1: one of those fucking seventies fans where there's no like cage on it and it's opened and you put, <laughs> yeah. you put your face too close, it'll get ripped <laughs> off. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I mean everybody knows Iron Man. It's been in countless movies. People s- cover it all the time. Like you said, it's always in guitar center. But damn, it's just, I don't know, man. There's just something about it. It's just so catchy and it's so good and it's so accessible Mm -hmm. and it flows well with the song and it's got this like natural progression to where towards the end of it where it starts to pick up, you kind of know what's coming. Like you know that the song is really slow, but it eventually is going to pick up. Even if you never heard it, it's it's just like the natural progression of the song is where that's going to lead to and it's just perfect.
0: Yeah. Hey man, I I agree with you on that. As as overplayed as it is, it still it still does its job.
1: Dude, and Geezer just it's hauling ass at the end of like in the outro and right? picks up. <laughs> oh my god! Like, what are you doing?
0: I think Geezer Geezer to me is like the the most underrated part of the band. Like the way he drives these songs is is absolutely insane.
1: I definitely think that he's underrated as well. It,
0: it I mean just what, way. With the way he plays, he doesn't really play along with Iomi. He kind of, it's kind of like they're both playing, they're like sharing lead duties, you know? Yeah. That's really what it sounds like. I mean, but yet, yet Geezer is still keeping that rhythm solid, but he's still throwing in little accents and things here and there on the bass. And he plays all with his fingers. He doesn't play with a pick. That makes it even more impressive. Nah, he needs a pick. <laughs> it's pretty rad, though. It's pretty rad. But, um,. But yeah, that's Iron Man. Iron Man is a—it's a solid song. It's probably their, it is their most recognizable song. I would have to say.
1: As much as I hate solos too, like I really like all the soloing in this album. Yeah. And Iron Man, like the seconds leading up into the solo, oh, mm-hmm. dude, it just like gets your heart pumping.
0: It does. You know yeah. what's really annoying? If you ever listen to uh, like the classic rock stations, whether it be here in L.A. or wherever you live whenever th- there's a radio edit version of iron man and they cut out like two and a half minutes of the song and they cut out like half of the guitar solo and then the entire outro of that song and it's like what the fuck are you doing like the solo is like one of the best parts of it and just that whole build up and in- into the guitar solo like you need that solo to finish it off yeah that's, like it's not yeah, it's not a ne- it's not an unnecessary solo i don't know whatever though Radio it's stations kinda, suck. It's it's
1: kind of cool too. Like, I guess I mean, when I listened to it, I didn't get this. But then reading the story of like the Iron Man, the Iron the person, mm-hmm. the Iron Man, yeah, and kind of his that person or that things travels, and then what happened to him, it kind of oh, makes the more story. Sense. Yeah, like Dude. the like the lyrics.
0: The but lyrics. Makes, I love the lyrics on this.
1: But they like perfectly complement the the music too. Like somehow, like sometimes stories. They can tell a story in a song, but the music doesn't really go with it. It just they're just kind of two separate things riding along together. Like this is just one unified story that the music is complementing the lyrics and then vice versa. And that's also perfect.
0: See now, because we'll just get into this right now because it's relevant. But this also adds to Geezer's extreme amount of talent and just his great songwriting because geezer is the lyricist ozzy didn't really write anything he just wrote some melodies and that was it it was all, all the lyrics are geezer on this record they had not know that and either. and uh we well, didn't know that till right now
1: Not oh, well this week
0: oh this week okay so uh so yeah he he's he wrote everything and um and i mean that just shows like his he the way he can sync up his lyrics with the actual song is so fucking impressive and like this, The story he tells in this song, like Jeff touched on it briefly, but this, the story in, in the song Iron Man is that it's this guy who, who time-traveled to the future, saw that the apocalypse was happening and wanted to go back to the present, his present time and warn everybody. So when he came back, he got stuck in, a, in an electromagnetic magnetic field, turned into iron or metal, and he was unable to talk. So he was he wasn't able to to convey his message to the people in present time, and everybody mocked him and told him and just pretty much wrote him off and in his frustration and anger, he became the apocalypse that he was trying to warn the people of like that's so the coolest good. fucking story. It's so fucking cool, and, and it adds so much more to this song, so much more depth and like awesomeness you
3: it's,
1: know? It's, like i I know all of the lyrics to this song. I could sing this song verbatim. But yeah. I never knew that it was, like, a story. I just never, I never took the time to, like, listen. Because I was just so, like, excited about singing along to Iron Man because it's an amazing song. But I never took the time to think, like, this is a fucking cool story. And then after yeah. reading that and then rereading the lyrics, I'm like, wow, dude, this is amazing.
0: Absolutely true. And amazing. Then, you know what's cool, too, is that he got the idea, Geezer got the idea for the lyrics from Ozzy because when Ozzy heard the riff from from Tony, he thought, this sounds like an, he's what he said was an iron bloke. He said it sounded like some guy like stomping around like getting ready to fight and <laughs> him saying iron bloke inspired geezer to write the lyrics that he wrote for the song. It's fantastic. It truly is. It's so good. It's a perfect lyrically song. I it, it, no it honestly is. Lyrically, musically, it's it's fucking solid. So, let's get into another one unless you got anything else to say about Iron Man.
1: Uh no. That's um, that's that's pretty much that's it. about it for that one.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you got any other banger, or what are your bangers on this? Um, they're all
1: bangers except for. I think they're all bangers except for Fairies.
0: fairies that was Wear not. Boots? I
1: don't think that's a banger. It's a good song. I really, really like it, but it's. I can't throw it into the banger part.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. And then that th- is that's the closer of the record. So.
1: And then the only other song that I think is a banger of song but just has one part in there that i i don't i still i'm still unsure if i like it or not but hand of doom when it first goes what into part the part that you like the middle part when it first goes in there i just i don't know if i like the flow of it it's so just
0: weird. that that den did dun da, dun den that part and then it stops
1: and then the fast part kicks in i don't oh, know see i, like I love that. that part i don't know oh, if i, I just don't know if it flows it. i don't know if it because when it when it goes from the the slow fast slow basically what that song is when it goes yeah. from the fast to the slow at the end, it's a perfect transition, but oh. I don't I think the transition is, is is shaky when it goes from the slow to the fast part.
0: But that's like such a, a mild part of that song, you know like you I mean to judge the entire song on that one little transition or that I mean, one that's one of my favorite songs little. on the album was "Hand of Doom?"
1: Yeah, because it has a fucking really cool bass syndrome drone. it's so goddamn good.
0: Should I play Hand of Doom?
1: Yeah, dude, the drums have some phenomenal roles that he's got going on in there. Oh.
0: Okay, here it is Hand of Doom by Black Sabbath.
4: Caught up with you. Now you wait your turn. You know there's no
2: return.
0: That's it, and of Doom. From. Fuck, man! That I played way more than I normally do, but well, you gotta, get to you that gotta list, part yeah. yeah. You gotta get to it. So that—that's the part you were talking about when it transitions into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm now I'm just like nitpicking here, but it, yeah, that's the only part.
0: Like, I, I I I understand where you're coming from with that, and I agree. Like, they should have added maybe like a few seconds between that that final bass note and then when the guitar kicks back in. Like they waited just a tiny bit more. Yeah. I feel like it would have been more effective. It just needs it just needed some silence. Yeah. But it was too quick yeah. of a jump. But other than that, I mean it's it's a fucking fantastic song. So in I, I, so many ways.
1: I think like this is my third favorite song. Iron Man's my second favorite song. So what's but your my biggest banger? Favorite song. is it's War Pigs.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs>
0: It's really good. Just that, that whole, it just, it's so fucking effective. And imagine being, it being 1970, wait, 1970 when this album came out? Yeah. Right? yeah 1970, you never heard anything like this. And you're in a show, in a club, and you just hear that, those, those two, those two riffs right there. It's just, they just blow your fucking mind.
1: This is another one, where it has a perfect drum sound with a hi hat sound that tsh, 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 where it goes in that that yeah. thing. I think it's just, it's a perfect, perfect sound.
0: Am I, am I crazy in thinking that war pigs is like a weird time signature? Cause like when, when Tony comes in with that guitar riff, it sounds kind of like on an offbeat, right? Or yeah. maybe he just comes in on an offbeat. It might not be a weird time signature, just an offbeat, right? It could be because I, I don't know.
1: It could be kind of Tony and Bill maybe are just kind of like, or at some point Tony just sing- signals to Bill like, "Hey, it's time," and then they do it. So it could just be odd, like they're doing their own thing at the same time, type of thing, maybe.
0: Yeah, but it's it's kind of weird. Un- yeah, unconventional, I should say. Very, very, very much so. But yeah, I want to play a little bit of War Pigs, and then we'll we'll get more into it because this is another. I mean, we didn't even get it. Oh, we didn't even get. It, I want to get more into the lyrics because I, I think the lyrics are, are so strong on this record. Or just the lyrics in general on yeah. all the songs. Like, well, well, actually, let's take it back to Hand of Doom. The lyrics on that, I think, are really interesting because you think everybody sees Black Sabbath as like this satanic, goth, like, you know, dark, gloomy band, which musically they are. But lyrically, they, they say some interesting things and they say things that a lot of bands at the time were never talking about like for example in Hand of Doom lyrically they it's it's talking about heroin abuse and it's about it's talking about soldiers going to v, being in Vietnam and having to deal with all the atrocities in Vietnam and to to kind of numb the pain they start using heroin and so it talks about them using the heroin and then having to come back home and they're still addicted and that's what kind of led to the whole heroin crisis of that time which still exists to this day and i mean not a lot of bands were doing that in 1970 yeah except for like you know mc5 and shit like that but yeah a lot of bands weren't doing it so i just wanted to talk about that real quick because i think the lyrics in that are really 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 good yeah i agree and it's a good it's a good thing good talking point but anyway good. so let's get into let's get into war pigs because that opening siren's really cool too so here we go Thank you. there it is, Warpigs by Black Sabbath. Oh, that's a good drummer
1: right there, too. I'm telling you, man, I don't know. Like, I just... Uh, so, actually, a couple things about Warpigs, if we're going in order here. Um, overall, I think Butler just grooves, like, the whole time. Like, you, like, I could just feel him, like, dancing and just groove, and the entire time Warpigs is going on. The other thing that I think is really amazing is uh, Bill Ward's ability to use... Rolls and toms a lot, and I was saying that I, I think that a lot of new drummers don't utilize a lot of simple, basic tom like tom incorporations in the rolls, and trying to get too yeah. technical and too fancy, and just comes out sounding like shit. But Bill Ward's like basic drumming, but utilizing so many fucking rolls and and the toms. I it, it's really cool. It's really respectable, and it's really simple, and it. It really matches everything else that's going on in the band.
0: It's very, uh, it's very bombastic to me, and it his drumming. It is, is also kind of like it's almost like a machine, like 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 it's it's almost like primitive in a way. It's weird. It it's his drumming style is very unique to himself, which I I, I love. I love it so much.
1: It's the great. only other person that drums like him. I can think of on the top of my head is John Bonham. He he also utilizes a lot of that type of like rolling with the toms and things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that's why they're both great. Um, Another thing that I thought was really cool and I kind of got this feeling, but right when it kind of started in with the, with the, I guess the faster part, the verse part or whatever you want to call it, it's right about two mm-hmm. two minutes, 15 seconds, but it's got like this early, like hip hop vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like just how the drums start coming in. It's got a very hip hop beat to it. And the kind of the way all these things, when he's talking about the politicians Mm -hmm. and things like that, dude, I got this really like deep hip hop vibe. And I wonder like if a lot of bands or hip hop groups took inspiration from that part.
0: Interesting. I, I, I've never caught that, but I mean, I I understand what you're saying.
1: I'm telling you, man, like you listen again with that in mind, it totally sounds like like, Mm -hmm. it could be like a hip
0: hop song. Interesting. I mean, I'll go back and listen to it. I'm not going to do it now. But all you listeners out there, go hit rewind. Rewind. And go listen to that part. 2.15. But, <laughs> no, that's really interesting. I never picked that up, the whole hip-hop thing. But, I I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I could just
1: be me searching for things that aren't there, but that's that's
0: just what I felt. No, it's all there. Everything's there. It's all there. <laughs> um, Let's, I, I don't know, let, let, let's throw it back to get some history going with this, with Sabbath. I mean, eventually we're going to do more Sabbath albums, but... Might as well get into it right now. Um, At the beginning of the episode, you heard me say that the band wasn't originally called Black Sabbath. The original band name was Polka Tolk Blues Band, which eventually turned to Earth, Earth, which Ozzy Osbourne hated. And then at a certain point in 1969, they changed the name to Black Sabbath. And the reasoning behind that, which I thought was interesting was that, I think it was Geezer, or maybe it was Bill, I don't remember who, but they said that they saw that Black, the movie Black Sabbath was playing at the theater and how weird it was that people pay to be scared. And they said, why don't we make music that scares people and they could still pay us and still get scared? It's the same <laughs> idea. And they said, why don't we just name ourselves after this movie because it scares people and that's where we have it, Black Sabbath. it's such a It's such a simple, simple thing, but damn it it works and then they worked so well and then
1: they owned it like everything they did like they completely owned that and then their first black the black sabbath album the self-titled was released on friday the 13th in nineteen seventy.
0: i know like how <laughs> fucking cool is that <laughs> like who does I know, that right especially at that time God. like it's so <laughs> blasphemous in a way
1: <laughs> it's so strange it's great it's though. so bizarre
0: yeah i mean but and then also with that it also cut that kind of the whole like goth satanic imagery kind of plays into or kind of goes into that kind of goes into the war Pigs song because originally the song wasn't called war pigs it was called like war Wal- or something like that purges while purges that's what it was so i didn't really know what that was until this week and come to find out it it's some sort it's like it's essentially like the witch's christmas And, and there are still areas of Europe that celebrate this and even the U S so kind of like a little synopsis of that is I think it's April 30th through May 1st of every year, witches gather in certain areas of Europe. And they essentially, it's kind of like hanging out with Satan. It's like a Satan thing. You know, they, they worship Satan and they, they do, some people do sacrifices. Some people do other things, whatever. And it's essentially their Christmas. Which I thought was very interesting. Had no idea. But when they presented the song title to the record label, the record label said, no, no. that's too satanic. It's not going to sell. <laughs> so Geezer went with, let's just call it War Pigs because it, the whole analogy was comparing warmongers to witches. To being a, cub- be a cult,
1: basically. Yeah.
0: To being a cult. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think it's a fantastic analogy. Well, I mean, they're basically and just... a lot of people weren't doing
1: that. Almost, either. like, exposed, like, the Illuminati inadvertently in this song, right? The first two yeah. line, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses.
0: Yeah, like, it's... Oh, I love that line so Crazy. Much. Yeah.
1: And the fact it's that it's so really good. quiet and it's just Ozzy kind of just belting it out. Oh, it's... it's mm-hmm. it, it rings. It's so damn good. It
0: really does. Fuck, man, I love that song. Okay, let's let's move on. Um Actually, you know what I forgot to play? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Goddamn fucking nail guns. Still going at it. What is it like 2:30 in the afternoon. Um Yeah, so if you're wondering what all that clicking is, it's it's a nail gun nailing I don't know whatever into a roof. But I did want to play at least okay, so I put down some some covers of songs from this record which I thought were interesting, if not good. Um, I do want to play one of them. Electric Eel Shock? And that one Electric Eel Shock. Yeah, damn were you big. there when we saw them?
1: You're the one that got me into them, so possibly. Where was okay. it at?
0: It was at House of Blues in Anaheim. I can't remember. It might have been a Bloodhound Gang show. The Bloodhound Gang show. So I don't think you, really you were there. I've for never seen
1: before. the Bloodhound Gang.
0: Yeah. So I think I think they opened up for the Bloodhound Gang. And it's this Japanese trio, this band. And they they were they didn't even they weren't even playing right before Bloodhung Gang, they were like the real opener. And they uh they played this at the end of this their set, they played their cover of Iron Man and it's so weird and it's so unique, but I, I think it's fantastic. And I think you agree with me, right?
1: Absolutely. i I'm, I'm a big I'm a big cover guy. And I, I appreciate you it when are. covers don't really sound like the originals but still almost keep that feeling alive
0: and they did. Mm -hmm. They did. So here it is. A cover of Iron Man by Electric... Solid cover that is. <laughs> that's damn good. Damn, great. that is so good. It's so, so, so unique. I almost, I don't know.
1: I almost chose that as my song of the week. Okay. But I figured that we we'll probably talk about it anyway.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's such a solid cover. I, I mean, I was just like, I remember seeing them, I was just blown away. Like the show it's, in itself was really, really, really good. But they that version of Iron Man just put it over the edge for me. They're a solid rock band.
1: It's a perfect cover because it starts off pretty similar. And so you think that is yeah. that this is what's gonna be the cover is something that's kinda similar but maybe a little bit faster. And so you kinda get put off a little bit, then it kicks into that so fast and so flawlessly, that transition. It's amazing.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Um and you know another one of the big hits which we haven't played yet but i i mean you know honestly i probably won't play it as paranoid because i mean i'm sure most people have heard it it's not my favorite on the album it's not definitely not jeff's favorite on the album but uh i honestly weezer they did a pretty good cover of this song i liked it it's it's a straightforward cover but it's solid i know you hate it i mean but weezer uh, i wanted they always do good
1: covers I don't know if they've ever done a great cover, but they always do decent to good covers.
0: I thought their cover of Rosanna was really good. Eh. That was a good cover. That was a, I mean, that's an amazing song.
3: But eh.
0: Whatever. Also, Metallica, they've played the song many, many times over the years, but they also did it with Ozzy once, which is kind of cool. It's actually on YouTube or on uh, Spotify, so you can go check it out. It's a live version of them playing Paranoid with Ozzy on vocals. I was also gonna But Jeff s- hates it because he fucking hates Metallica.
1: <laughs> I was also gonna start it off or pick my album or a song of the week was was gonna be a black label society song. And then to see if, yeah. see if you would uh fall in suit. But then after listening to like six or seven black label society songs, I'm like, dude, I just don't like these guys.
0: I know, they're not They're boring. Uh,
1: they're like they're so boring. They're not as fast and as heavy as Zach Wilde would make you think.
0: Exactly, not. considering he's such a fucking shredder. And he
1: he's a, he like he has the perfect look to him. Iconic guitar. he yep. he's played with amazing musicians and black Society is just fucking boring.
0: Mm-hmm. Boring people. Boring music. Boring lunches. That's true. Boring life. On top of it. <laughs> now speaking of of guitar players, let's get back into Tony Iommi because we've spent very little time on this man. Because
1: he's like, like, who's not going to say he's he's not one of the most iconic guitars of all time?
0: He is. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm surprised we haven't talked about him. Because it's too
1: easy.
0: Well, one unique thing, if you don't know, which I'm sure Jeff does because he's looked it up and I think he knew prior to this episode or this week. But before Black Sabbath formed, he did play guitar, but he also worked in a machine shop in Birmingham, England, and he lost part of his fingers on his left or on his right hand because he's a left-handed player so he couldn't really you know press on any strings so he actually used prosthetics and he still to this day uses prosthetics because he's missing part of his fingers (laughs) it's crazy and it it's fucking nuts like who the fuck like how can you be that prolific of a guitar (laughs) player and that iconic iconic of a guitar player and this whole missing fingers thing is secondary to that it, right, like, like your songwriting is so strong that nobody, people talk about that over the fact that you don't have fingers.
1: It's just, it's sad that, that he plays fingers. guitar better with less fingers than everybody else. Mm-hmm. No, like everybody <laughs> else, all of them.
0: Correct. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Can you imagine if he had all of his fingers intact? Can you imagine what he would sound like? And he lost it so young. He was but like, I will never he know. Was like,
1: 15 or something it was like super young or
0: yeah something like
1: that yeah i also didn't know that he joined jethro Tull for a little bit
0: i didn't know that until this week either and <laughs> that, that was insane to me <laughs> that was insane to me and he hated it <laughs> and he he hated it. yeah he left the band because he felt like because he wanted to be the leader essentially <laughs> that's pretty much what he said he said he didn't like that it was a ian not ian gillian What's the oh, fuck? What's his name? I don't remember. Anyway, the Ian Anderson, the singer from Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson. Yeah, he was the the band leader, and and Tony didn't like that, so he left the band, and went back to Sabbath to become the leader of the band, which he did. He's the only, he's been the only consistent member of the band. Can you imagine though, all like, the what years.
1: wasted talent? If Who, yeah, Tony? if he'd stay with Jethro Tull.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. A completely wasted talent. Absolutely. Can you imagine what? music would sound like nowadays like rock music I don't even know if Black Black Sabbath had never been around I can't imagine what music would sound like
3: oh
1: gross
0: it's crazy to think about right it's really crazy to think about
1: and Jethro Tull are boring too
0: yeah they're whatever but also we I haven't got that far into Jethro Tull's music so but uh bringing up Paranoid probably one more time for this episode this this song was an afterthought on this album which i didn't know about until this week either but yeah they they wrote this entire song in 25 minutes because they didn't have enough material for a full album so like oh let's just put something together real quick and they wrote it in 25 minutes and they recorded it within two hours and that was it and we have paranoid one of their biggest hits
1: i know it's crazy and so short too compared to wild everything else and so simple and so basic, but like that little slide in the main riff, like that minimal right there. I think that makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, it's the little nuances that that Tony has that makes the song so great, and that and the crunching like heavy riffs when he's only playing power chords, which is crazy in itself too. He plays primarily power chords, but they just sound so heavy and gross. Yeah, it's
1: nasty, fuzzy, and
0: yeah, it's good stuff. His tone is great um now let's get back into some of the songs uh, i have a couple bangers on here uh war pigs is one of my my favorites on here i i think that song is amazing but we're not going to play it again
1: what are your top three is, is war pigs your favorite
0: uh my my favorite's electric funeral Ooh, that, that's my favorite. that one's my favorite and then war pigs and then planet caravan those are my top three okay and it wasn't until more recently that i got really into planet caravan and i and i to this i mean i wish they'd made more music like that like made a whole album like planet caravan and that same like style and vibe cuz they did it so fucking well
1: so let's let, let's get into planet caravan cuz that's very different than everything else yeah but um so i i think i think like the theme of planet caravan is like less equals more for me cuz everything is just so stripped down and it's so different but it's slow and it's quiet and it's tame but because it's all together I think it ends up being more powerful that way
0: I think you're right
1: and they have the clean solo a, in there
0: and it's such a it's such a it breaks the album up in such a good way it's right smack dab in the middle after you come off of Iron Man that no no not off of Iron Man Paranoid. off of Paranoid and it's just like this fast upbeat kind of song and then you just go into Planet Caravan it's so so chill and and then it and leads know,
1: into Iron Man and then all you hear is that yeah. that kick in the beginning Iron Man and like that that's what i'm saying like the sequencing is perfect
0: it is absolutely it, it really perfect
1: is. it's so fucking good
0: <laughs> it's it's fantastic so i'm going to play a little bit of uh, Planet Caravan so here it is it is planet caravan black sabbath solid song man
2: mm-hmm.
0: so good and what i i didn't know this until i read it recently but uh ozzy he ran his vocals through what's called like a leslie speaker and from what i was reading it's essentially the same speaker that they use for like giant organs like piano organs so that's why you kind of get that that far away Reverby sound to his voice that acid cool. trip Yeah, it's so cool and that bass line killer fucking bass line with all the bongos
1: And then it also I was also reading that That the flute part How they recorded that was weird too and different but I didn't really understand what it was saying
0: Yeah, so Tony Iomi played the flute on that on the song And so from what it sounds like he recorded it and then he reversed that playback and then he ran that playback in reverse through like an like some sort of like filter or some sort of i don't know pedal, and then he then they put that back forward and for some reason it added that weird effect i I didn't really understand it either, but it i don't know whatever i'm sure it was, still I'm sure it was weird it worked,
1: it worked out fine
0: yeah, it worked really well yeah great great song uh also the ly- lyrically I think that song is wonderful too i mean it it's it's a departure from the rest of the album lyrically because from what i was reading it talks about like pretty much two lovers traveling through space and it's talking about their relationship just being together you know in kind of like solitude with one another and just that's what it is like it's so sci-fi and so kind of like abstract for this time i love it i'd love the lyrics on this record they're great.
1: Oh, my mic got muted. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh, go I agree, on. though. These ones are pretty short, though. There's only like actually like two verses on this song. There's not like a whole lot of verses. I don't. I don't think there is. I mean, it's hard to understand what he's saying anyway because it's so trippy, and psychedelic.
0: What should we get into next? Let's get into. Um, I mean, we've gone through almost all the songs, but my my favorite song on the record is Electric Funeral. I think that's a just the that whole that wah sound in the beginning, and then it just kind of gets into this funky beat.
1: I think, like, that's great. This is the grooviest, like, jam band song they had, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of dark.
0: It's very dark.
1: But damn, that guitar melody is so fucking good. It's so the, catchy
0: the, at the funk at the funk part or the the wah part. The wah part. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, it's so good. I'll, I'll play it, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about it because. It relates to uh, Iron Man. So here we go Electric Funeral by Savage. <laughs> It is Electric Funeral by Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, I just love saying the word Black Sabbath. It just sounds so menacing and God damn it's cool. I don't know. This band is so great. It's such a great band, such a great song.
1: I think I think another reason why I never dove into Black Sabbath deeper is because I've never really liked Ozzy. In in his later Just years. because
0: Just I Yeah. He, but he, also you you don't like his solo stuff, so maybe no. that's it, so maybe that's why you never really decided to go back and listen to Sabbath. Yeah, that's that's probably a a big part of it. Because I mean, his the stuff he did with Sabbath, even like the poppier stuff later on, it was still nothing compared to what he did as a solo artist, like and how poppy that was. So Sabbath, I I think they're they're great, unmatched. They great.
1: But Dan, the Electric Funeral is so fucking good.
0: Just what what I love too is the um the the bass playing and the guitar are playing the same things like they're, they're just kind of like playing along with one another and they're all harmonizing like the bass guitar and ozzy's vocals are all, are all harmonizing with one another and it's just like what the fuck are you doing like what band was doing this at this time it's, it it's great
1: it's it's another perfect nuance that they did too because the bass and the guitar are basically playing the same melody but the guitar is kind of going up in in mm-hmm. the scale while the bass is going down in the scale and they're kind of yeah. starting and ending in the same place, and so it gives it that kind of that kind of push and pull. I love it.
0: I love it too. That's why I mean that's why it's my favorite. I I think there's so many cool things going on, and every every song is unique on this on this album. But that one to me stands out the most because of just the way they 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 harmonize with one another and the way they feed off of each other in that song. And the, kind of like how it's the dynamic of that song too because you have the the slow kind of like tr- like sludgy wah part and then it just picks up and you're like what the fuck it's very much like the lemon song by led zeppelin okay. or like days of Conf- or or not days confused days of confused is a bad example but lemon song is very much like that too yeah it's the it's the dynamic of that that's kind of stop and go kind of thing so it's really great but um man, we talked about almost we've talked about like every song there's just two more right.
1: Rat out and then um fairies
0: oh yeah oh actually electric funeral i i forgot to mention this but lyrically a lot of people think but nobody's really confirmed this from the band but a lot of people think electric funeral lyrically is the prequel to iron man so that it so it's the it's the apocalypse happening that iron man sees when he goes to the future and i think that It's so cool. Oh, yeah! So like, goes to the future, sees electric funeral, and he sees electric funeral. Yeah. Okay. And then he goes back, and that's when he becomes Iron Man. That's interesting. I I love that, and that that the secret scene just makes it that much better too. It follows up Iron Man. It's perfect.
1: It makes sense. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. I can see it.
0: I love it. I dig it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh shit. Let's see if there's any other miscellaneous facts before we get into Rat Salad. Rat Salad.
1: Yummy Yummy. I mean they have a lot they have a long history.
0: Yeah. I mean we can get into a lot of stuff that they've done, but I think if it doesn't we do really work to this album.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you do more albums later on, then we can kind of explore the latter years of Black Sabbath.
0: Because I, I there's dude i'm so down for that there's so much history with this band it's absolutely insane um I mean, they've been around just in, for a long ass time so yeah for 49 years before they split yeah it's crazy like and like i said tony iomi was the only consistent member that whole time
1: and he still yeah. said that he's still down to jam with them under the black sabbath name so
0: oh yeah totally i think it would be so cool if they got bill back into the band and did like one last show in Birmingham with Bill. I mean that the fact that they they didn't do that they couldn't resolve their their issues to do with the their final show with Bill. It sucks. It sucks so bad. But
1: It's, it's strange. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly it's i probably all Sharon Osbourne, but <laughs> whatever. We can get more into that if we do a, some of the later Sabbath albums or even their last album. But anyway, Let's get into rat salad real quick i love the title of the song <laughs> i think it's so <laughs> gross but it sounds it, it's great and what it is it's an instrumental song of, what is it like two minutes long yeah and it's a full band in the beginning and then like the last minute and a half is just a drum solo so the whole the whole thing behind this was that they used to play really long they would they would play club shows back in england or in birmingham and they'd have to fill like a two-hour set but they didn't have enough material. So they would just have Bill Ward, the drummer, just do a solo for like 45 minutes. And
1: And so he did.
0: And that's what he did. And this is kind of that rat salad is kind of them, I guess, kind of like
1: working around the solo.
0: Yeah. It's, it's good though. It's cool. And (laughs) it's not like the greatest, most technical solo, but you don't want that with black Sabbath. You want groove. You want heaviness, you know? It's it's really really fantastic. And then the the last song we didn't haven't got into was uh, "Fairies Wear Boots." Solid song again, man.
1: Yeah, this is a, a a good good song. But if I had to rank them, this would be my least favorite.
0: Your least favorite? Okay, I could see that.
1: But not to say it's not like a, it's not a bad song. It's still a great song. There's a lot of fantastic parts, and it's it's long. So like normal Black Sabbath it really explores everything that they want to explore in that song.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I read something really interesting this week too about that song. They Nobody in the band really knows what the lyrics are about. There's conflicting stories on what it's about. Uh, some of the guys in the band say that it's about uh, the local skinheads in Birmingham and it's a song about them. Fairies wear boots and fairies being the skinheads because they hated the skinheads. But another is that Tony and Ozzy, they smoked so much weed one day that they actually saw fairies with boots floating around. So there's two conflicting stories as to what the song is actually about. But I like both stories. Yeah, they're both very different. Both are, they're both very different, but both interesting. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a great song. I'm not going to play it unless you really want me to. No, that's all right. But damn, we played a lot. Um, but yeah, the that's pretty much it for the songs. Um, I did want to say one last thing about the album cover, yeah, how what? awful it is.
1: So it's a pig? Yeah. From, I never I, knew I it never was really, a pig.
0: I never knew it was either until I looked into it. But yeah, apparently it's it's a pig holding a shield and a sword. Um, and it's really just very 60s looking picture. And because originally they wanted to call the album War Pigs. But because of the Vietnam War, the record label said probably mm-hmm. shouldn't do yeah. that because you don't want to seem anti-war. So they're like, okay, we'll change it to Paranoid. And they never decided to change the artwork. That was based off of the Warpig's name. So they just kept it and, and none of it really makes stupid any too. sense. Oh yeah, they all thought it was stupid, but yet they kept it. Dumb. But then what what was weird too is that they they took like a a photo, like a, a few photos as a group to be the album cover, but it was it was only the album cover in the UK. So it's like this black and white photo of them standing on like a grassy knoll. And yet that was the only, that was only released in the UK, but this ugly one was released everywhere else. I, it,
1: if the album title was war pigs, I think it'd be kind of cool, but now it just looks like a guard, like some type of fantasy guard who has a shield yeah. and a sword. I never knew it was like, a pig.
0: Or like a really bad, like dungeons and dungeons and dragons yeah. like story or something. I don't even know. You cannot tell picture. it's a pig. No, you really can't, but, Whatever. It's just so weird to me that they never decided to change the album artwork. And they all hated it. It's
1: pretty crazy to think that, like, how far we've gone. Actually, how far we haven't gone in regards to, like, censorship and music.
0: Yeah, it's true. Because then we
1: talk about decades later with Two Life Crew being censored. Right? That Yeah. Uh, five, as nasty as they want to be the album. Be. And then this week, I was telling you, I was reading about ICP, Insane Clown Posse.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and even more recently oh, yeah, I forgot to read that, about that they, they also have been censored so much and have g- they really? I didn't know that yeah like a lot of, I mean we'll get into a different time but yeah they've been censored quite a bit and it's just huh. like like you think to an album like Black Sabbath where people were freaking out because of kind of the persona of Black Sabbath and you're like oh good thing that doesn't happen anymore, so it fucking does so it sure yeah. shit does happen anymore and it still does It's crazy. It's so stupid. It makes no sense,
0: especially considering we have the internet and everybody's connected and everybody can look at whatever they want. Yet there's still censorship. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. No sense to me. Makes no sense. But whatever. That's about it for the this album. Unless you got anything else to say about it, or should we just round it out?
1: Uh, I don't think no. We talked about all the members, minus Ozzy, because we don't really care.
0: I mean, but everybody knows about Ozzy, you know? Yeah. So there's really not much more to say. I'm sure, I mean, we'll get more into it as we do more Sabbath albums. Uh maybe an Ozzy album we'll get into, who knows? Yeah, probably not. Maybe we'll get real crazy. But anyway, what do you got, Jeff? What are your final thoughts?
1: Um, final thoughts were I guess I was not I was not thinking that this album was going to be as good as it was. I was thinking that this album is going to be kind of a bunch of songs like Paranoid and Iron Man thrown together, but not really being like a cohesive theme. And they would all be good and they all be heavy and they would be rock and I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't enjoy as much as I actually did. And I really enjoyed this album. Like I said, I listened to the first three and their first album I think as a whole is better, Hmm. but if you pick apart song by song, I think some of the songs on Paranoid are better. But um, but yeah overall like this album is absolutely fantastic. Every single person does their job, everybody shows up and kills it, absolutely just slays it on air. And I can't even think of like who the best musician on this album was because they're all equally fantastic. So my final my final rating is probably gonna be What's it gonna be? I'm gonna give it a three. Oh! I'm doing it.
0: Whoa. Whoa. I'm do wow. It. Doing it. Man, you gave it you gave a three out last week. And you're giving out a three this week. I know. I don't you know. Are, was the heat? You're out of control. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised you gave this a three. I thought you were going to give it like a 2.8 or something like that. Even before Even before we started the episode, I thought you were going to give it a high one, but not a perfect. I thought you'd find a fault somewhere.
1: That's what we should do now. We should start trying to guess the other person's final rating.
0: That, I like that. Yeah, we should, <laughs> definitely should. Before, I like, mean, I'll be easy. I'll be easier to guess on this one. Or on any album, but... That's
1: true. You you, you hand out threes like it's fucking Halloween trick or treaters <laughs> or something.
0: It's funny you say that because I really don't. <laughs> I really don't give out that many threes.
1: Everything you give out is a three. Three here. The tray you got a three.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a fucking perfect <laughs> album.
1: <laughs> it's not a perfect album.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, so my my whole thing with Sabbath, been a fan for a long time. Like I said, when I saw them live, changed everything for me. Um, I love all of the Aussie music. I think it's great. Never got into the Dio stuff really, or anything at like Tony Martin, Ian Gillian. I never got into that, those eras, And like, there was another guy too. Um, but this album, Paranoid, not my favorite, but fuck man, so many great, great, great songs. And after reading more about the lyrics this week, it just gave me so much more respect for this band, for this album, and especially Geezer. Um, fuck man, I'm, like Jeff was saying, all everybody does their job really well, and everybody in this on this album is very unique in their own way. But it's so cohesive, and it just add adds to the to the greatness of the band yeah. and each musician. So I'm gonna give this album, if you can believe it, I'm gonna give this album a perfect three.
1: I believe it. You threes like the it's candy. A,
0: it's a it's a perfect album, man. There's nothing wrong with this album. Absolutely perfect, and the amount of influence it's had on other bands is astonishing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, when I, when, I, I try and at least pick apart something to an album; otherwise, it's just you're just gushing over something that's kind of just lame. And so mm-hmm. the things that I that I picked apart are so minor and just so easily overlooked. Yeah, that they don't even—it's just me trying to find something to fault.
0: Okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. That's why I got it. I'm glad you were pleasantly surprised and blown away. Yeah. Good for you, Jeff.
1: Good for you, Jeff.
0: Okay, everyone. That's it for the Black Sabbath album, Paranoid. Let's get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. The first thing we have here is Snoop Dogg put out a brand new record called I Want to Thank Me. Uh, I haven't listened to it. Don't know if I will, but if you're interested in it, go check it out uh atreyu they put out their deluxe version of their newest album in our wake with some bonus tracks nothing but other brand other new stuff. songs right nope not at all <laughs> just two new songs out of like eight but Dumb. go check it out if you're interested even though that album sucked pretty bad uh bon Vare put out a new, new album called i i i don't know what the fuck that means uh some new songs that have been released this week Wednesday 13 put out another new song called bring your own blood. It's a bit of a departure for him at the very beginning of the song. I love Some the of beginning of the
1: part of the song.
0: I loved it too. Until he started I singing. Fantastic. I thought it was amazing. I loved it too. And I love the electronic thing in the beginning, but it's something he's never really touched upon. And it was really cool, but I'm not going to play it because m- maybe we'll do the song when it comes out. Who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, another band that came out with a new song is Taproot. Uh, They put out their new song called Transparent. And, you know, I like this band a lot in high school. We talked about them a couple months ago on the pod. And um, they are just still straight new metal. Like, they haven't... I have a lot of respect for this band because they have made zero changes to their style of music. And I absolutely respect that. The song is ugly. Like (laughs) It it, it really is. But I love that they just didn't... They there's no progression in this song from yeah. what they sounded like in 2001 and i i love it i love it so much it's fantastic uh death cab for cutie put out a new song called to the ground uh, It's it's a solid death cab song for sure so i'm actually gonna play a little bit of it because jeff likes it a lot too right
1: yeah i thought it was really good
0: all right so here it is to the ground from death cab for cutie new death cab. It's a fucking great song.
1: That's that's a damn good song.
0: I I mean I, they're one of those bands that they don't really put out bad music. Just some of it's not great, but it's just not bad.
1: It's true. It's true. It's
0: great stuff, man. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I dig it from Death Cab. Uh another new song that came out was uh Taylor Swift. She put out a new song called Lover. Lover? Um, a lover? I don't really care for it. It was wasn't that catchy to me. Not my thing. Well, you hate I'm not Taylor Swift, so that's it. so not a big deal. But it's a good I song. I hate Taylor Swift. Yeah, you do. I don't hate Taylor Swift. Hater. hate her. Um, Miley Cyrus put out a new song called Slide Away. I just don't like it. I don't like <laughs> Miley Cyrus. I, I, I don't enjoy her voice. I think it's... it's it she's, so She dumb. can sing well. She could sing well, but it's just... I don't like the sound of it. It's gross. But yeah, the song's called Slide Away. I'm not going to play it. Just go check it out. Uh, The last thing here we have is no effects. They put out a new song called Fish in a Gun Barrel. It wasn't what I expected at all, but I enjoyed it for some reason. It's not something normally I'd like from them, but it's solid. So, I mean, the song's
1: about gun violence, and it just so happens to come out at a time when there's a lot of gun violence going on, but then Fat Mike swears that it was written in 2016. (laughs) <laughs> and he's even showed like proof of like the demo recording and everything. And it's, I think I, I don't know. I think no effects are just so. They're corporate, but they pretend not to be. They're wolves yeah. in sheep's clothing. Ooh, <laughs> actually, the rules in sheep's clothing. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know, I just think the song's cheesy, and then they kind of try to dabble into like the reggae ska thing, and they've done it before but I don't yeah they've know, done it a lot before in a time when no needs to stand strong of who they are and be punk and things like this 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 is just dumb
0: i still i mean lyrically i i think lyrically it was cheesy as hell but other than that i i thought it was a pretty solid kind of ska reggae song yeah they brought in they even brought in like a saxophone not even like a trumpet or a trombone it's kind of cool but anyway here's uh here's a little bit of the song because i want to play it because my pod <laughs> just kidding, it's just two Just two, fuck, no offense
5: his gun Does anyone know how loaded he was When the slaughter had begun <laughs>
0: No effects.
1: I mean, I, 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 I will say at. that the proceeds for this song are, and somewhat are going to like uh, some type of victim relief fund. Hmm. But I think that just I also that kind part. of coincides with them trying to backtrack and I guess repair their tarnished image.
0: Oh, yeah. After what was said last year, two years ago, I think it was, whenever it was. Yeah ah yeah 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 words are like bullets words
1: are like bullets
0: um now let's just get into some new stuff yeah okay so art alexakis the singer songwriter for everclear announced that he's coming out with his very first solo album and he's going to be touring it and um i'm surprised he doesn't have any solo albums prior to this and everclear is essentially his project so
1: I'm a, I'm I mean I'm actually really it. excited for this cuz I ever since we did that one Everclear album so much mm-hmm. for the afterglow do you remember that one
0: Mhm that we did I do remember that one yeah, yeah so, I I was there Well I mean I do remember, you, do I, you remember, remember do you remember
1: any songs from that album other than like Father of I, Mine Yeah no, I
0: know mem- I I remember some stuff
1: Okay so it was, it was like it was a surprisingly pretty good album and a lot it of was, Everclear yes. stuff is surprisingly pretty good and he's like the main guy behind it and he's done some other things that are, that are cool. So I'm definitely excited for this. And I, he was just diagnosed with some, something too. Like, I don't know. I think it was MS. And so this is going to be oh, like shit. his first time really coming out. And it's going to be completely about him, totally self absorbed. And it should be pretty deep and it should be pretty good. And a lot of Everclear stuff is already pretty deep. And so I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty excited for this.
0: That's good, man. I'm glad. I'm just—I've never been a huge fan of his or Everclear's. I mean, I understand the appeal, just it never caught my attention like it did for you. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as deep as you, Jeff. It's possible. Uh, a man dies at Knotfest. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> he, sixty-two-year-old uh, man. I don't remember his name, but yeah, man at Knotfest died. Uh, he was actually in the pit for a little while. Got knocked down a few times. Got. Knocked down one too many times, uh, went unconscious. Tried to revive him, but unfortunately he passed.
1: Yeah, I guess some some guys like actually tried to perform CPR on him, and it just didn't work. Yeah, but now like they're being or the event is being scrutinized because like EMS couldn't get to him in time because there were too many people yeah. and there wasn't they weren't accessible. And it's just like this is what these shows are though. Like this is what this is what NotFest is. It's just like. An intense amount of people gathered into one tiny area, just going nuts. Like you can't expect, you know, medical services to be standing in the middle of that. That's just silly.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, th- these venues are huge, and you only staff a certain amount of people because otherwise you're just it's too many people. you're sta too many, too many EMS people there. It's just it. You don't want to do. You don't want to have overkill on it. So it's like. I think it's unfair for them to blame the venue in that sense, but whatever. It's an unfortunate it's not, it's not the. It doesn't happen Yeah, it's happen very often. unfortunate. No, not at all. And plus, this guy was older, and you know, it's not like he was some 25-year-old guy who Gay. died. But um, the 1975, the band, they pulled a Rammstein, and they were in Dubai, and the singer had a fan come up on stage and kissed the guy. So guy on guy, boy on boy kissing that's a big no-no in dubai so they are um permanently banned from the uae (laughs) and probably other countries in the middle east so (laughs) dumb it's really stupid i hope like ramson starts
1: like this new thing now wouldn't that be amazing
0: what like of people kissing
1: yeah just like same sex kissing yeah if like this starts to become a thing in all these countries that hate it I don't know if Ramstein started it, but that was the
0: first time I like read it where it was purely defiant. Yeah, so I really hope. That I think I think more like bands are going to start doing it. I think more bands are just going to do it now just to get the media attention. I think that's what this is turning into.
1: I mean, Honestly, that's fine. They, I like this is just it, any chance anybody can piss off any government.
0: I think is great. Hey, man, I agree with solid you on that. Stuff. Fuck the government. Uh, Guns N' Roses. We talked about this a while back. Uh, there was this brewery called Oscar Blues. Is that the name of the brewery, right? Yeah. They uh, they had a Guns N' Roses beer that they were selling. Uh, Guns N' Roses, the band, or the corporation, I should say, went around, sent them a cease and desist, saying you can no longer sell this cop- for copyright infringement. The brewery pretty much said, "Fuck you, we're gonna still sell it and merch," and they did. And subsequently, Guns N' Roses, the corporation sued the brewery the brewery lost obviously so now they had to uh um, shut all that stuff down and no longer sell it so they lost <laughs> i do recall and a
1: argument what? that we had back when we first talked about this between two oh, certain members <laughs> of a podcast and one member specifically said that he didn't think anything would happen
0: i i yeah you're right i didn't think anything would happen but
1: and i i told you and i told you <laughs> and i told you
0: you were right. Okay, I stand corrected. I'm not. I, I do. I stand corrected. You didn't even know how. You win. Loud. I lose. Like
1: you have no idea how loud I chuckled when I read that Oscar Blues was forced <laughs> to stop doing that shit. I was. I, was I actually so hard.
0: <laughs> I forgot we even had that argument. It was and it. Oh, that was such a dumb argument. It went on for way longer than it needed to. you were You're clearly wrong. You didn't want to be, but that's fine. Well, I thought I was right, but I stand corrected. <laughs> you were. You were right. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Corn, my favorite band. They're playing a show in a video game. A video game I've never heard of. I've never heard of the Have video game. Have you heard of this either. game? Uh. Uh-uh. So apparently, the the video game you can you can go to this online concert and it's renderings, video game rendering of the band playing new songs and playing. It's a live performance you could watch, and then in the game you can actually fight other monsters in the mo- in the pit. <laughs> It's it's super weird. Um, but, you know, honestly, this is not something unusual for a band like Korn because they tend to do weird things like this, like kind of jump on things that are kind of unconventional for bands. They, they've they started Korn have been known to have started like many things that that have become popular years later. Like one example was inter- the Internet, the, all the stuff that they did on the Internet, their Internet TV show back in the 90s. No band was doing that back then, but they were the first ones to do that, to do that, and so they they do weird things like this. And maybe this will become a thing. Who knows?
1: I think this is so weird, and I don't know too much I think about the game. it's stupid as hell. But if that game has anything to do, I mean, does it? Does any of the members of Corn have anything to do with the company that makes the game, or anything like that?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think
1: I wonder why they would choose Corn.
0: I don't know. I, I think they probably just like they probably went to their management or they probably went to a bunch of different bands management asking them for permission to do something like this, Pitched them the idea and corner like, yeah, why not? It's, it's why not just throw us out there, get a, you know, get a wider audience and make sense.
1: I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Because the people that play video games, actually people that play video games also generally really like music. Yeah. More so, they. I feel like like gamers tend to listen to heavier music. I'd say so, like metal and, and new metal things like that. So I mean, it makes sense for Korn to do, but maybe we'll see like, um, maybe Korn will do something with the game, as far as maybe like write like a theme song or write a boss song or something like that.
0: That'd be kind of cool. They they've done stuff for video games before. They did a they did a song for like a. Fuck! I forgot what game it was. It was it was an Xbox game. It was a first person shooter. I think the game was called Haze, but the song itself was called Haze as well. So they they've done stuff with the video games before. It's but cool. I mean, it's maybe, it's maybe they'll do it with this. I don't know.
1: I dig it. I think it's cool. I mean, I mean the grillers do virtual concerts too. So that that part's not. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's weird. But for an actual video game, that that's that's something new.
1: <laughs> I think it's cool that you can actually attend the concert in game.
0: yeah it's so weird that's awesome um it yeah i guess so but uh (laughs) one of the guys from corn uh his name is head or brian welsh he is putting out his first solo album and it's going to feature members of breaking benjamin more specifically the guitars from breaking benjamin the singer from under oath spencer and the former singer of flyleaf lacey they are going to be featured on his on his album, and I don't know to what on how many songs or what, but it could be interesting. Who knows? Yeah, I sure as hell don't know. Super, but I'll interesting. check it out. I'll be there to listen. Uh, somebody who Jeff and I enjoy immensely, Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. He did some commentary on a new Blink song called "Happy Days." Did you watch it? Uh, I think you. I wa I watched half of it, and I had to shut it it's off. It's fucking awkward. I couldn't. Do- He like when he was. was, He sings into the camera. He sings into the camera, and I. That's when I I had to stop. I couldn't.
1: It was like a train wreck. I couldn't stop watching. It was so awkward. You watched the whole thing. The whole thing. It was eight minutes. I know. How did you do this?
0: (laughs) Oh my god! It was
1: awful. And then when he sang the lyrics while looking at the camera, half of the screen was him, and the other half was the lyrics. I couldn't just stop staring at him. It was so fucking weird. It was
0: bad. I've never seen anything like it before. I hated it so much. I hated it so much. And then also at the, like toward the beginning he was talking about how how lyrically how they really he can really r- relate to them and how much he loves the lyrics cuz they're so personal to him. And then like a minute later he says, "Oh yeah, the the co the co-songwriter, the co-lyricist." Yeah. It's like, "Wait, what? You just said the song is so personal to you, but you co-wrote it? Co-wrote the lyrics?" Like, what the fuck? He's so dumb. Uh,
1: and then he talks about uh, how he wakes up every morning and worries that he'll never be able to write another song. He's like, is my band good enough? And so, you, dude, like, you know your band's not good enough, first of all. And you know you're not going to write yeah. another song. So these are things that you know, but you continue to do so.
0: But exactly. I I hated the video. It was, oh my God, it was awful. Ugh. So, moving on to something that's just as stupid. Um Behemoth, the band, are on tour with Slipknot right now. They stopped in, I think it was North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. And the singer, uh, Nurgle, went into a local YMCA to go work out, you know, pump some iron. Sure. Get juiced up. And he was wearing a Dark Throne t-shirt, which is a, de- or like a, some like black metal band. And he when he walked in, he was asked, uh, you know, some questions. And he said, he essentially said he doesn't believe in Jesus. And they kicked him out of the YMCA so like a little brat that everybody on social media is he had to go online and post a video saying how he got kicked out of the ymca and blah 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 whatever yada 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 people were in an uproar and then somebody made the comment well ymca is a christian organization and they had every right to kick you out if they wanted to (laughs) they could do whatever the fuck they want so why are you bitching like get the fuck over it get over yourself like they have the right to refuse service to anyone in their Christian organization. If they don't want you there, they don't have to have you there. Like, fuck off. Absolutely. There's,
1: there's probably a hundred other people in there who also don't
0: want you in there. So get out,
1: go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like the only gym. God, shut the fuck up. I know. It's like, and then you have to be a little brat and talk about it and complain to your fans. Like get the fuck (laughs) out of here. Like, and you're supposed and you're, and not only that, you're the lead singer in behemoth. Like one of the heaviest fucking bands out there. And you're being a little bitch about it? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. God, you just like kind of discredited your own band. And then he was so uh lame.
1: He posted the video of him in the Uber and then he's talking to the Uber driver and it's like he puts the Uber driver kind of on blast too because the Uber driver is not gonna say that hey dude, like you're being a little bitch. You're being an idiot, like calm down because that's his that's his money. Yeah. And so then he, he yeah, like, forces the Uber driver to kind of Agree with him in all his points, and that was really unfair.
0: <laughs> it's so, it's so childish and so immature what he did. It is, it? Oh.
1: and then he asked the Uber driver. He's like, he said something like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" And the Uber driver's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, I don't." I was like, oh, okay,
0: like okay, good for you. Like, all right, <laughs> he gives a like, fuck. Why would you say that? Like,
1: why would, like just like by by him saying it, he's almost belittling the Uber driver and his beliefs, and it was very Absolutely. irritating.
0: It's fucking annoying. That was dumb. Dumb. Uh, now, let, let, let's get into the last, this last bit here. We've been going on for a while. Tom Morello, guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave, Prophets of Rage, blah, 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 all that crap. Uh, he's going on a uh, like a solo tour, uh, kind of like a guitar clinic, which is kind of cool. Um, I'd be interested in going maybe, and he has some people going along with him, some pretty solid guitar players, and it'll probably be a good event, pretty cool event. I think Wayne Kramer's going to be so there too. check out. Yeah, Wayne Kramer is going to be there. John Five. I think Guthrie Govan is going to be there. Uh, some really solid guitar players are going to be at, at these clinics. So, I mean, definitely go check them out. It's going to be pretty rad.
1: There's one in, near Phoenix that I'm thinking about going. Probably won't go, but I'm thinking about it. But the first two dates are in New York, and he's doing, like, this spoken word thing, which I'd be so interested in.
0: Yeah, it could be interesting.
1: So if, if you're in New York, go to the first two dates because it'll be, like, this weird beatnik spoken word thing
0: yeah I mean I, I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics but he's a strong speaker and it'd be interesting to go and I don't know yeah there you go there you go Tom Morello Tom Morello go check him out check him on out. his solo, stuffs. solo stuff so yeah I guess that's about it for the show you got anything else to say no doubt that's it that's all
1: that's it that's all
0: all right, well, thank you all the listeners out there for listening to episode 160 of the podcast. Don't forget to go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on all the social medias at Asinine Radio, and just send us an email, asinineradio mm. at gmail.com. Let us know if you want a T-shirt. Again. We
1: got T-shirts.
0: That's true. We have T-shirts. Jeff got a bunch of T-shirts, or not a bunch, but you got some T-shirts. And he will be Pulse. in California next week, and we're going to be recording the show live, with from a friend the of, a, studio friend of the pod, a friend of the it's pod, it's in front of a studio, and it's live, from the from the cornhole castle. Now, thank you again for listening. Let us know if you want something. Maybe we'll give it to you for free. Who fucking knows? Thank you again for listening. Mm.
1: David Javi, David Javi, David Javi,
0: David Javi, David Javi, David Javi, David Javi, David Javi. I got a tickle in my throat oh I thought I lost my lunchbox
1: it must be my birthday
0: brewed and bottled by bear Statsberger River wow I don't even know what I. It's, there's, there's a lot of German here Colombia you gotta Colombia say like Colombia super
1: grupo Colombia and Colombia in particular is cumbia campi rana okay here it
3: is <laughs>